Have you ever been in a place where you've had great promise? You've had great expectation. You see the hand of God upon your life. You see others doing similar things to you. Maybe in your family, career, in your business. Maybe they are successful. You spend time with God. You're obedient to His voice. I mean, who knows that it's important to obey the voice of God? I'm glad one person understands it this morning. Who knows that it's good to be obedient to the voice of God? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's a good start. You've been obedient to the voice of God. You hear the voice of God. You've seen God do great many things in your life, in many areas of your life, but maybe there's just one part of your life that doesn't seem like the hand of God's upon it. It doesn't seem like or look like that God cares about it or does anything about it. Maybe once you weren't, once went from a place where it was all excitement to all of a sudden the wind has blown out of your sails and what seems that what you've been believing God for, God for hasn't happened the way you thought and now you find yourself in a place of barrenness and, or unfruitfulness. Maybe you just entered that place and I'm not talking about entering Inspired Church because this is a house where God moves. Come on, can I hear an amen? This is, a, this is a house that's spirit-filled, that knows the voice of God, who's pe- who have people that love hearing the Word of God. But maybe in your life, maybe you've entered a place or maybe you've been there for a while or maybe you're about to get out. And today I'd love to share with us a couple of thoughts called the blessing of barrenness. So I know it's, a, it's a big, heavy topic on a Sunday morning. And I'm sure you, when you got out of bed today, I'm, I'm going to come to Inspire Church. I'm ready to hear the Word of God. And Pastor James is going to preach a word that's going to bring some encouragement. I want to tell you that God's here and He wants to speak to your life. And this morning, I, I want to share with us a couple of thoughts on the blessing of barrenness. Luke 1, let's have a quick look at the Word of God today. Verse 5 says this, There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zechariah. Everyone say Zechariah. Of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron and her name was Elizabeth. Everyone say Elizabeth. They were both righteous before God, walking in all of his commandments and all of his ordinances of the Lord blameless. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and they were both weak and advanced in years. Here we have a couple who was... The Bible says was advanced in years. They came from a good bloodline. They came from a family that was revered out of the children of Israel. According to the law, they were blameless. They did everything right in the eyes of God. They were obedient. They were faithful. Their life looked like it was all in order. They served God to the best of their ability. But yet, they were without a child. This morning, maybe you're, maybe, you're, maybe you're not in that place where children seems to be an area of barrenness for you, but maybe your area of barrenness might not be having children. But maybe your area of barrenness could be in your marriage, could be in your business, could be in other areas of your life, your mental health and what have you. And sometimes we can come to the house of God and we just think that we think that the blessing of God is attached to an outcome. But I want to just take us on a journey this morning And to maybe consider the fact that maybe God doesn't want to just bless our outcomes, but He wants to bless our journey in Jesus' name. There is something about journeying with the Lord Jesus of Christ that He's going to change you, He's going to grow you, He's going to develop you, that no outcome will ever do in your life. 
There is something about spending time with God and hearing His voice in the midst of nothingness that creates somethingness. So this morning, can I just encourage you today that maybe, just maybe, how will you discover God is your healer unless you've been sick? How will you discover God is your provider unless you were in lack? So maybe sometimes when we go through things and journey through life, sometimes it's not a bad thing. We're in a place where we are relying on the grace and the hand of God. And can I encourage us today that maybe, just maybe, if you're in that place where you cannot do it by your own, you cannot do it by yourself, that maybe you are reliant on the voice of God, maybe reliant on the hand of God, that is not a bad place to be. There is something about being in that journey and being in that position that will grow you and change you and develop you like no outcome will ever do for you. And in this story, we see a a couple that were aged in years. They They came from the right stock, but they had no inheritance. There was no blessing or sorry, no opportunity to pass down the word of God down to their offspring. There was they were without child, meaning that there was no heir to the bloodline. The the bloodline and the family would end with them. You need to understand something that in Jewish culture this was a frown upon. In fact, this was seen as a curse or maybe a I I, I guess a, a repercussion of disobedience to God. And and with that came attached, you can only imagine the stigma that that attracted. I mean, this woman, Elizabeth, she was a faithful woman. She was a good woman. She came from the line of the priests, the Bible says, but she was unable to have a child. In all of that, her husband was a priest. So if anyone had access and the ability to receive the blessing of God, surely it would have been someone that was obedient to God and in the will of God. But who knows that sometimes you can be in the will of God and still be in lack. Come on, I can hear what I'm saying today. And maybe today, as you maybe look back at your life, maybe you're in the will of God and as you're seeking the face of God and you're believing God for an outcome and you're in this journey where you have to discover a certain thing or a few certain things about God. Can I encourage you? That is not a bad place to be. Being in the will of God doesn't exempt you from going through some stuff. Oh, come on now. Being in the will of God does not exempt you from going through some stuff. I mean, it all seems good. It looks good. I mean, you might have more tickets on yourself than Ticket Tech. Others, might in, others may say, you have it all. You've got the house. You have the car. You have the business. You have the call of God on your life. And you drive an SS Commodore. So if you don't know what that is, you can Google it after the service. But if you like, I can a little bit explain. It's a V8 petrol engine. It's got a V8 petrol. It's got an LS1 engine. Or depending on the model you get, it could have an LS4. Thank God for electric, but there's nothing like the sound of a rumble of a V8. Come on now. Come on, can I hear an amen? I know, very spiritual in church, I know. Maybe there's something missing. Maybe the thing about barrenness is maybe it's not just about having children. But maybe there's an area of your life that is barren that is not producing, that is not doing what you thought short, thought, or could have thought it could have happened, and in your timing. Elizabeth and Zacharias were in a position where this was seen a disgrace and it was frowned on. But what's interesting is that in most areas of Elizabeth and Zacharias' life, you know, most areas were fruitful. This shows us today that there can be areas of our life that are fruitful and has the hand of God, but there's some areas of a life that are not fruitful. Can I, let me just say this. 
Could it be just maybe that God wants to teach you what fruitfulness looks like in the season that you're facing? Come on now. Maybe, that, maybe God is allowing by His goodness and His grace and His mercy for you to walk the journey so you can discover a facet of God that you never thought was even there. Sometimes we like to come to church with a head knowledge on Jesus. But maybe, just maybe, circumstance and the outcome, is, that, that's only going to give you this, but God wants to teach you something here. So you know why you know what you know. When we say that God is a healer, God is a healer, but do I actually know that God is a healer? Do I actually know it? What are some of, what are some of the areas in, a life, in your life that are not producing? That are not producing fruit the way you thought it should be? Because truth be told, we all have a certain way of thinking about the way it should be. God, I'm just believing you that you're going to do this in my life. But what if God decides that that's not the way he wants to do it? Is he still God? Come on now, this is a rhetorical question. Is he still sovereign? Just because it doesn't happen the way I thought it should have happened, doesn't mean that God is still not in control. No, no, he is in control. But rather he's taken us on a journey where we can discover another side of God that we would never thought was possible. One thing is to have a head knowledge. But God wants to teach us to have a heart knowledge of His goodness and grace in Jesus' name. We need to know that despite how we feel, that our God is sovereign. Everyone say sovereign. Meaning that God is in total control of everything. Everyone say everything. And get this, at the same time. Whilst we might feel like we're done and we're over with and we just want to give up, there is more than just... God is more than able to intervene in our situation. Here's a word for someone today. God is more than able to intervene in what you're facing right now. Just because you don't see it, just because you can't feel it, just because it's outside of your senses, does not mean that God doesn't want to intervene. He wants to intervene. And He's more, everyone say more, more than able. So now the question is, how do we navigate and understand that there is a blessing in barrenness. Because some of us, let's, let's be real, we are so focused when we pray to God on the outcome that we forget that maybe there is a missed opportunity in the process. That maybe the real blessing of God is not just, you know, getting the new car, getting the new job, getting the relationship in order, but maybe, just maybe, God is allowing us to go on that journey where He can teach us and show us things that we will only discover in pain. Only discover. And the first thing we need to understand to know the blessing of barrenness is this. First point, God is looking after you. Come on, turn to your name and say, God is looking after you. Luke 1 verse 8 says, So it was that while he was serving as a priest before God in the division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. The whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. Out of all the priests that that lot could have fallen on that day, the, the, the duty to do what he had to do in the holy place fell upon Zechariah. I mean, just think about it. It could have been anybody out of the priests that would have been drawn in. But no, it was it was the lot that fell upon him. 
Just like that. I mean, just think for a moment. Any priest could have been drawn. But this is a reminder to him and to us today that there are no flukes with God. Oh, come on. You know what I'm saying today? There are no flukes with God. There is no luck with God. There is no accidents with God. There are no flukes with God. God is sovereign and is in total control of everything that we are facing and seeing in our lives. He is who He says He is and so much more. There are no coincidences with God, but is a reminder of God's divine providence in our lives. We need to know that it's the divine providence of God that has saved us and has healed us. And it's the divine providence that's going to see us go through the journey of whatever it is that we're facing in Jesus' name. When the lot was cast upon Zechariah to burn incense into the temple, this was done because the hand of God was drawing him in to that secret place. In your life, you've got to understand something. And this is the reason why the... The blessing of barrenness is not just about the outcome, but that maybe it's the journey that God wants to take us on. And in that journey, sometimes God's going to draw you in to His presence. He's going to draw him in, draw you into His anointing. He's going to draw you in. Why does He draw you in? He draws you in because He wants to speak to you. He wants to share things with you. He wants to give you details on things. He wants to heal you and set you free. He wants to draw you in because as He draws you in, He wants to speak to you and share with you something that you need to know. Could it be just maybe today the reason why you're facing a, a barren situation is not because God is trying to kill your joy, but rather God is trying to get you to a place where He can draw you and He can get you to pay attention and He can get you to get, get some time out. He says, hey, you know what? This is just about you and it's about me. Today, I, I want to propose to you that maybe, just maybe, the real blessing is not just in the outcome, but in the journey. That maybe that in that journey that there are certain things that God wants to do and speak to us that's going to take us and heal us and make us whole. And sometimes God draws us in. He draws us in. Why? Because He is looking after you. He draws you in because He wants to speak His Word into your life. He draws you in because He knows that if He can get a Word to you, that's going to give you the strength and the foundation to keep continuing, to keep moving forward in the plans and purposes He has for you. There have been times at home where I've, I've been doing just ordinary things, mowing the lawn, looking after the children. I've just felt the Holy Spirit in our home just draw me and say, Son, I want you to just stop for a minute and come to the study and just spend a little bit of time with me. And you might be saying, why are you sharing that on a 11 o'clock service on a Sunday? I'm sharing that because I know that the Holy Spirit is drawing people. The Holy Spirit's drawing you. It's no accident you're in the house of God even hearing this word because God is drawing you. He's drawing you in you're like a magnet. Why? Because He wants to speak a word into your life that, will, that what looks barren, that you might be fruitful in Jesus' name. There is something about the draw of God that brings healing and brings restoration and brings strength like no outcome will ever do in your life. So can I just encourage you never... Never ignore when God draws you. Oh, come on. Do not ignore when God draws you. Do not, be, do not say no to God. Say yes to God. 
Because if He's drawing you, it's because He wants to share with you secrets from heaven that are going to be a blessing to you and to your family and to your business and to your situation. God drew him into the secret place. And we need to know that God can speak to us, not based on our surroundings, because He's bigger than that. But sometimes He draws us into the secret place because He knows that if we go into that secret place with Him, we will not be distracted. Life has a way of distracting us. There's always something to do. There's always a place to be. There's always a party to go to. There's always some family things. There's always a function. There's something with the business, something for work that needs to be done. But there are times where God will draw you in because if He can draw you, He can speak to us. Is your time with God 50-50 or is it 100%? Come on now. Some of us, we get into the presence of God, it's 50-50. I'm here, God, but I'm at the football match or I'm somewhere else. No, no, no. When God draws you in, be intentional. Be 100% all in. God, what do you want to say to me today in Jesus' name? Zacharias didn't, um, didn't um, realise that that was the day that God, that when he went up to the temple to do his priestly duties, that God would have a divine appointment with him. God draws you in because he wants to have divine appointments with you. Divine appointments are not just for people in the Bible. Divine appointments are for you in every, in every part of your life. Did you know that God has a divine appointment for you? That God has a divine appointment for you so that when He speaks to you, it's going to change things? In the circumstances might not flip on its head, but God, as He speaks the Word of God, as He speaks the Word into you, that's going to give you strength and the ability to know that God is more than able in Jesus' name. When we, when we spend time with God, we give God our undivided attention. Luke 1.11 says this, Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled and, and fear fell upon him. But the angel of the Lord said to Zechariah, Do not be afraid, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear, a son, bear you a son, and you shall call him John. This morning... For us who are in the middle of a journey, the word for you is God has heard your prayer. Come on now. I want us to understand that today. God has heard your prayer. When you sought the face of God and you've said to God, whatever it is that you are needing, that God hears you and He doesn't play deaf. Come on now, can you hear an amen? God doesn't play deaf with us. When we speak to God, He listens to us. He listens. Some of the hardest challenges that we face in life are when we're in the place of waiting. Waiting. When we're in the valley. Where we have sought the face of God as time goes past. And we wonder, does God actually hear me? Maybe this morning as you're hearing this word, maybe this is you. You are in that place of waiting. Hoping. Wondering if your situation appears to be fruitless and will it ever change? I'm sure Zachariah and Elizabeth, they would have felt the same if the band could join me. But I want to encourage us today. God hears you. God hears you. 
Why? He hears you because He loves you. He loves you. And it's if important to you, it's important to Him. Did you know that? If it's important to you, it's important to Him. So never, never think that because you have prayed and spent time with Him and you've done everything you know and it hasn't happened, it means that God, you, you might think that God hasn't heard you. No, He has. Just because you don't see it with your senses doesn't mean that God's not onto it. He is onto it. And He wants to bless you and wants to work up on your life. Our timetable and God's timetable are very different. He knows what I'm saying today. God's timetable and ours are very different. Could it be the reason that it hasn't happened in our own time? It's not God's inability to do it, but maybe our inability to handle it. Oh, come on now. Maybe it hasn't happened in our timing. It's because of our inability to handle it. This doesn't mean that God hasn't heard us. He has. Verse 14 of Luke 1 says this, And you will have joy for gladness. Come on, let me declare that over you today. And you will have joy and gladness. And many will rejoice. Oh, maybe this is not, maybe it's not for you, but we can continue. And many will rejoice at His birth. For He will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine or strong drink. And He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from His mother's womb. He will also go before Him in the spirit of power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. What was happening in this scripture? As the word was spoken, sometimes we don't know or understand that in the valley of waiting, that, maybe, that God is preparing something so amazing. This older couple who were righteous before the eyes of God, who did everything that God required and so much more was in a place where they were waiting. And God rewarded the waiting. But with, with a kid, not just any kid. This was John the Baptist. This kid grew up, baptised people in the River Jordan and baptised Jesus. Today, you don't know as you're in the valley what God is doing. So can I encourage you today, hang on to God. Hang into God. Maybe the blessing is not the outcome. Maybe the real blessing is the journey where you know the voice of God and you get to experience Him like you never thought was even possible. Could it be the real reason you're facing what seems to be a barren season, unfruitful season is not because God is mad at you, not because He is not able to, not because you've done all the right things. But could it be that what seems unfruitful, God is preparing you and preparing your heart for something so significant that it'll be a game changer that will not just affect you, but it'll affect the generations to follow. 
I know that God is preparing people in this house for a season that will change lives like no other. I dare suggest today the real blessing is found not in the outcomes of life, but the real blessing is in the barrenness where we spend time with the Lord and He draws us in. He teaches us and encourages us and shows us things that we can only know when we're in the valley.